Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trini Sharp. I am your host, as always. It's a pleasure to be back before you guys. I'm excited about everything that God has been doing throughout this platform. You guys know that we have been on our series for the past couple of months, but we have a treat tonight. My wonderful big sister, Minister Shanika Pratt, is joining with me. And as you know, guys, for those of you that are new to this platform, we have been honoring a man or woman of God. Um, it has been monthly, but lately it's been like bi-monthly. <laughs> However, the Holy Spirit leads me to do, I mean, with the times that is happening. Um, but this month, um, the Holy Spirit led me to honor Minister Shanika Pratt, because of all the great things she's doing, a highlight is a man or woman of God who is persevering beyond their imperfections to fulfill their God-given purpose. So those of you that know her and those of you that don't know her, I mean, she is truly a gem. She is a woman, a woman that is just truly an example of a Proverbs 31 woman. I mean, she does everything. <laughs> she does everything. So I'm excited about her. I know more about her, but I'm excited about her sharing her story and about you just getting some some well some well advice for your life and just in different areas. We talk about dating. We talk about marriage. We're going to talk about serving in church. We're going to talk about motherhood. So sit back, relax, please. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to post below because I will pick them out because I do have questions for her. However. If you have any questions, feel free to do so because we will make sure we get to those. All right, without further ado, welcome, 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 Minister Shanika Pratt. Welcome to the show. She is not a stranger, you guys. It's been a minute, but she's not a stranger to the show. So welcome. Thank you so much, sis. I have to tell you, it's an honor to be here. To everyone who's watching, it's an honor to speak to you and just to share uh, everything that God has done for me throughout my entire life. I'm just so humble and grateful. Uh, and perfectly perfect is like the best title ever because like, although we are not perfect ourselves, God is mm -hmm. perfecting those things that concern us. And I'm just so grateful for this platform that he's giving you trainees. Amen. To just be an example yourself mm -hmm. and to just go out and to help others. So many right. have been blessed by your testimonies, your segments, different guests that you've had on here. And I'm just honored to be amongst the many. Um, so thank you so much for having me. You're and, welcome. And as Trini shared before, post your questions. If I say anything that prompts a question within you, ask it, trust me, whatever the question is, ask it. This is a, I believe an evening of transparency. Yes. So <laughs> I don't know mm -hmm. what the Holy Spirit is going to do tonight, but I got my box of tissues just in case I cry. And I'm, <laughs> sure I'm ready for you. Right, right. Amen. Yes. Awesome. So we're going to say a word of prayer so that the Holy Spirit can be in the midst. Yes. And so whatever it is he desires to do can be done. So, dear Holy God, we thank you, Father, for your presence, God. We thank you, God, for being in the midst, God. We thank you, God just moving mightily father god you have the floor this is your platform god god me and minister shanika are just your humble vessels god is a privilege and an honor to be used for your glory god we just pray god for those that are watching those that should be listening god at a later date god that they will be blessed that father god that they will receive god all that is needed god for them god may they feel like 
they are not alone, Father, that we can relate to them, Father, for anything that they're going through, anything that they're trying to overcome. Holy Spirit, may we have the answers, God. May you have the answers through us, that Father God, to be able to help them, God, throughout this time. Throughout this time, the Holy Spirit, we thank you, God. No technical difficulties, no distractions, God. We thank you, God, that you get the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. All right, everybody who's watching. So, first question, first question I have for you. All right. Is so we're going to get down to like the beginning. Like we're going to start from the beginning of like the journey and then work our way to like where you are now. So at what point in your life did you surrender to Christ for real? This is like my favorite question to ask the guests because a lot of the, what I've found throughout doing this is that we've all have been at a place where we accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, but then it was a point in our lives where just like, oh, okay, I'm good, Jesus, I, I don't need you right now, and I'm going to go off and do my own thing, and then we realized that we really need him, and then we like, all right, here I go, like, I'm, I'm really surrendered this time, so at what point in your life did that happen for you? Great question. I had to take a sip of water because I'm <laughs> for a minute. Um, as you shared, well, like so many, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And, you know, I went to church mm-hmm. and I participated in ministries. I right. A Baptist church uh, at the age of 12. I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I knew what I was doing. I knew in my heart what I was saying and believed in. Right. And from 12 to about 20, 21, 22, um, you know, I was at a Baptist church. Um at the age of 16, I served on a youth ministry mm-hmm. and it was good. Um, but I also wanted to experience some other things that my peers were experiencing and doing. Right. And so I did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I still received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I still right. believe in, you know, what I did and what I said. But from 16 to 22, and I, I shared a testimony in my book, I was very promiscuous. I grew up um, in a single parent home where mm-hmm. my father wasn't around. And so although my, my father, he wasn't around, so I lacked a lot of reassurance pouring into building right. up a male figure. Mm-hmm. And so between those ages, I allowed myself to go out and get what I thought I was lacking and needed from right. men, boys, men, and during those ages and giving yeah. myself away. And it was a very empty feeling, although I thought I had the upper hand in a lot of ways, I still was left depleted mm-hmm. in a lot of ways too. And right. I, you know, although I was doing what I was doing, I still read my Bible. I right. still knew scriptures. I could stand toe to toe with anyone as right. a adult with mm-hmm. the scriptures because mm-hmm. I read it and I believed in it. Mm-hmm. And so the there's a Bible scripture that says, um, you know, you pretty, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, you, we pretty much know the word of God, but we deny the power. So it's like, we we know, you know, every scripture, we can quote a scripture like a parakeet, but we're, we are denying the power of God and the God who, you know, breathed those scriptures. Wow, so that's good. I pretty much could quote the scripture, but I wasn't living the scripture. Mm-hmm. And I said to God, you know, I'm reading your word. And the Bible says, you know, 
it, there's nothing impossible with you. And right. So there's nothing impossible with God. Well, Father, deliver me from this life that I've done put myself into searching for something that only you can give me right about now. Right. My father wasn't in my life. God, I need you to be my father. Mm -hmm. So help me to learn and love you as my father because my natural father is not here. So you be my father, God. And I'm going to, because nothing is impossible with you, God, I'm asking you to deliver me from this life that I'm living of promiscuity and perversion and everything. I'm surrendering Mm -hmm. this to you. And in this surrender, and in this exchange, you know, for for the surrender, I want want your freedom. I want you to keep me until you connect me in marriage with the person you designed for me. Even at a young age, I desired to be married. Mm -hmm. I knew that what I was doing, it was, I was only supposed to be doing that in right. the institution of marriage. So I didn't want to no longer have a form of godliness and deny the power of God. I wanted the power of God. I wanted right. the manifestation of God in my life and through my life. Mm-hmm. So at 22, long story short, the answer to your one question. <laughs> that was okay. 20, at the age of 22, yeah. I, I completely surrendered my life to Christ. And it was like a cry. I had like an inner cry of right. An inner cry for healing, an inner cry for deliverance. I wanted, yeah. I didn't want the form of godliness anymore. I wanted his power. I wanted evidence and I wanted him to be real. I wanted God yeah. to be real in my life. And so at 22 is when I completely surrendered my life to Christ for real. Right. And even with doing that, because mm-hmm. I don't know what your other questions are. Mm-hmm. Because I sold so much into my flesh, yeah. In the twenty-two, there was a process mm, of deliverance good. throughout the years from twenty-two to the age of thirty-four when I did get married. Now I know some people passed out when I say I was celibate for twelve years. He <laughs> was like one of them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a process that right. he took, me, took me through because some things I was delivered from immediately. Other things I wasn't overcoming. He allowed me to overcome. Yeah. So that's that's that was it at twenty. Wow, at twenty two, yeah. that that is powerful because I mean, some people some people have lived a life longer than that of because you said sixteen to twenty two was like the time when you uh, wild out the most, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, like wild out. Mm-hmm. Like I literally sat. You know how, you know, there's a song when I look back over my life and I think right. over, I can truly yeah. say I've been blessed. I got a testimony. When I really sat and looked back over my life, especially right. during that period, mm-hmm. I could have died out in those streets. Like, real talk, I could have died. Mm-hmm. I thought about a time where, and I had like true blue friends. I remember you. Uh, Kat and and Keita did a segment on friendships and the right. friendships that you should have. Great mm-hmm. segment. Um, and I have great friends. And one of the friends that I had during that time, who's my friend today, it's mm-hmm. good to have friends that knew who you were back then and know right. who you are now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Transformation. Right. Um, I remember one time I connected with this guy. I don't know where this man took me. I couldn't, I just knew that, and I'm being transparent, 
I just knew that whatever was about to go down, right. I sense the Holy Spirit saying to me, get out because your life depends on it. Like he, he about to give you something that you will not be able to get rid of and your life depends on it. And I felt wow. like the fear of God. And I don't know how I entered the house because I couldn't figure out how to exit the way I entered. I just exactly. knew I got out as right. quickly as I could. And I called my friend. I said, I don't know where I am, but I'm going to give you these landmarks and I need you to come get me. I yeah. need to for the place. Right. That's crazy. That's how, that's how crazy I was mentally and emotionally. I was at a horrible place to just allow somebody to take me somewhere. I had no way of getting back myself. I didn't know right. where I was. And I had to call a friend to come get me. And so I just thank God for his healing and his deliverance and for... Mm -hmm his restoration and just restoring me and just putting in me the and allowing me to experience his love, like a father's love. Right. Because I got that from God directly. Right. Because I didn't have it from a human father. Right, right. And so I got it from my heavenly father. Wow. And I say in my book, no one can ever love you more than God loves you. Right. No one can teach you better than God. So wow. I'm gonna let you go ahead. No, that's good. I'm. It's it's crazy that she said it because I I just was reflecting myself or just thinking about. Um, I grew up in a in a two parent household, but it was a point in my life where my dad wasn't there for me as like I needed him to be, and that was when I began to start trying to find you no know, love in all the wrong places, and then I really realized now that really finding that in God and really just allowing him to fulfill those needs that I needed at that love that I needed from him. Yeah. And then even thinking about how he just um, placed like different male figures in my life to fulfill those things that my dad, you know, couldn't fulfill and saying that not saying that he's not a great father, but right. just certain things that I need as individual, as a woman, you know, that he couldn't fulfill. Um, with that being said, is there, um, what well, I know, but is there any uh, male figures or any people that, you know, God, because first and foremost, God, you know, he had to fill that void, but at one point that, you know, the God say, okay, I'm going to fulfill that void, but then I'm also going to send some others your way that can um, be um, that father love to you. Yes. So great question. Um, going back to where we left off, where it all started from. Mm -hmm. So at 22, I my my friend, good friend, sister, actually Michelle Burrell. Mm -hmm. A lot of people know Michelle. Who's yes. Yeah. Hey, Michelle, me. be watching. <laughs> she invited me to Victory Christian Center. This is when we had Family and Friends Day, Sunday. Mm -hmm. And so she invited me for a Family and Friends Sunday. And I went there, enjoyed the service. And, you know, during that time, I knew God was placing in my spirit, it was time for a shift. He would give right. me just dreams, like prophetic dreams. And where I was, the church I was going to, not that Baptist churches, you know, don't fully accept the gifts of the spirit, but my, that particular church did. And so right. um, the pastor at that time, he couldn't really help me with my dreams that yeah. I was having. He couldn't help me with the interpretations of it. And I was having, God was, you know, imparting into me information about the gifts he was placing in me and I needed to know more about them. Right. And he was leading me, you know, at that time to transition from my church. I and mm -hmm. I knew it. 
And I talked to my, my pastor at that time at the Baptist church before I transitioned, went to this friends and family uh, Sunday at Victory Christian Center, enjoyed the word, came back the following Sunday, Apostle Dr. Jim A. Ellis III, who is my pastor right now. Shout out to you, Apostle. If you're yes. Watching. Um, he did an altar call mm -hmm. and I went down to that altar call, had no idea what was going to pop off because I've never experienced an altar call and right. God laid his hand on me and it felt like lightning was going through my body. Mm -hmm. It was like things that I was just experiencing for years. Like I can feel them leave my body. Like right. I can help spirits leave my body at that altar call. Wow. And it took like two ushers at that time to hold me because of what I was experiencing. Yeah. I, just, I didn't know like what to do, how to handle it. I didn't know what was going on. Right. All I knew was that God met me there. Yeah. And my life was changed from there. Right. And my, step to, my steps um, towards freedom was mm -hmm. happening right at that moment. Freedom met me at the altar right at that moment. That's and powerful. so... Apostle Dr. Jimmy A. Ellis, he, uh, God, you know, allowed him to be one of the father, father figures, the, the next voice yeah. that I heard after, after God, yeah. spiritually, it was Apostle Dr. Jimmy A. Ellis III, whose yeah. voice I heard. Um, and, you know, at Victory, I'm serving on ministry. I right. knew that I had a, a heart for youth. And mm -hmm. so I joined the youth ministry at Victory mm -hmm. Christian Center. And so the next individual who was key in my life as a male figure um, was and is Elder Dr. Wesley Proctor at yeah. Victory Christian Center. Amen. Amen. And so God, he um, he strategically placed me at, at my current ministry for a lot of reasons. Uh, Apostle Ellis really, everyone who knows him knows he has a easy teaching anointing. I mean, he's powerful in so many right. ways. Um, like the teaching is like on a level. <laughs> like, I mean, he's a doctor for a reason. Right, right. <laughs> so um, just the the level of, of, in the, of the word that we receive that he's given to us, it's like mm -hmm. you talk to someone and they're like, where do you go to church? Right. And, so it's, it's like that coupled with your own time of studying, mm -hmm. you know, freedom's bound to happen. Right. And so, you know, from there, like I said, Apostle Ellis, Elder Dr. Wesley Proctor, mm -hmm. and during the times when I was at Victory, we had our school, the Word Bible Institute, which transitioned right. to the Apostolic College of Ministry. And I attended classes at the school. And that's when I met my mentor, who's your spiritual mother, about yes. to be your mother in love. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Hi, Pastor Tracy. Hi, Mom, if you <laughs> uh, Pastor, uh, prophetess, Dr. Tracy Lynn Williams. Yeah. She was a teacher. She was teaching on prophetic studies. And, you know, I knew I had a prophetic calling on my life at that time. And so I took courses in the area. Mm -hmm. And as my relationship grew, mentorship grew with her, yeah. Her dear husband, who is about to be your father of love, yeah. Pastor Charles Williams, was the next person, mm -hmm. fatherly voice, voice of wisdom. Good God. Wisdom like pours out of him like I don't know what. He just yeah. flows with it, like just in general conversation. Right. So he was the third uh, voice mm -hmm. uh, that God allowed me to have um, 
And so he's God truly blessed me with strong men of God. Right. Uh, who who really has helped transform me. God is the one I give God all the glory, of course, for it. Right. Making something beautiful out of my life and for using those vessels that I've just mentioned. Um, yeah. Truly a blessing. That is powerful. <laughs> and that wasn't one of my questions that I felt that was that was needed because just hearing your story of how um you didn't have your father, your natural father really in your life, but um, there's people that's listening that need to know that even if you don't have that relationship with your natural father, that you need to have a relationship with your heavenly father, that he can do everything that you need and more. That is not saying that, that you still won't have the desire for that relationship with your natural father, but God will fill that void. And also he will bring other people in your life to be able to be, be that father figure in your life. So if you have that desire, all you have to do is just have the connection with God first and foremost, and then just allow him to do that in your life. Cause man, it, it, it may take some time, but listen, it's well worth the wait. Well worth the wait. It's well worth the, the wait. And then having that connection with our Heavenly Father is right. going to help you to know if what the person is saying sounds like your Heavenly Father. That's the, that's the the God, His voice, our Heavenly Father, that's the that's the main voice. That's who right. is, you know, pretty much to re receiving and getting instruction and guidance. Yeah. So you're hearing information from people. You need to know, you know, does that whether it sounds like your father, does it bear witness in your spirit? You know, mm -hmm. and if that's something that your heavenly father is telling you and you learn, first of all, by reading his word, exactly. you know, like that right. written word, that, that's his written voice right there. First of all, the word. Right. And then it, as time goes on, as you build that relationship in prayer and reading his word, you'll learn his voice another way. Right. That's awesome. Right. So that's question I have. We talked about how you got to actually surrendering to Christ. So what has helped you maintain your walk with Christ? And part two question of this is, are there any scriptures that keep you motivated in your walk? So what's helped me, I am a very transparent person. And mm -hmm. so it takes the Holy Spirit to guide me in what to say and what not. <laughs> yes, <laughs> learning about myself. <laughs> Because some people can't handle your truth. Mm -hmm. And some people, they're not mentally or spiritually mature at that moment to handle whatever your truth is or whatever God has delivered you from or is working, you know, on with you or helping you to overcome even that. Right. And so what has helped me is being transparent. Um, through freedom, my God, comes through, I believe, transparency with God mm -hmm. and given allowing God to give you who you can really talk to and be open with because I guarantee you the things that you dealt with or dealing with now, mm -hmm. other people have dealt with it. Other people are dealing with it. And you exactly. try to connect you with someone who he's allowed to be an overcomer in that area and who's free in that area to help yeah. walk through um, the, you know, that process of mm -hmm. your process of healing and deliverance. And so What's kept me is being transparent with God first and telling God, like I said, I've always been one to read God's word because mm -hmm. like I, listen, I believe in him. I'm not going to, if I say I believe in you, I want to read about you. I want to know right. what it is you like, what you don't like, how mm -hmm. I should be living, you know, what it is I should say, what's my promises that you have That's for good. me. Like, I need to know that so I can declare it. 
And so, you know, the Lord said, you know, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Well, I didn't feel free, you know, at the time I was doing what I was doing. And so that's yeah. why I said, you know, God, I'm giving this to you. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was in bondage um, to sin. I was uh, in bondage and a slave to sin. Right. And I, being transparent and saying, I want what you want, God. You got to help me because I also want that too. Because yeah. If people are honest with themselves, like, yes. although it's sin, it feels good to the flesh. Yes. And so you have to have a desire to want what God wants more than mm-hmm. what your flesh and what you want. And only God can help you with that. And so you right. have to be here with God first. Tell God, look, I like this. I want this. And it seems like I can go get it because these people are giving me options (laughs) 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 but i don't want to like Mm -hmm. there's been times where i've been in prayer and tears but i don't i've been in prayer and tears because i didn't want to disappoint god my flesh wanted to go and do some stuff even after i surrendered and i had 12 years is a long time when you know (laughs) when you're going to so i'm not Trying to say I was like sister soldier all my life of celibacy the whole time. I wasn't a sister soldier. I mean, I was like crying some of those days thinking I wasn't mm-hmm. going to make it. I remember. So what helped me, yes, transparency with God, but also calling my mentors. I called, Prophet Tracy got receipts on me. You hear me? I called <laughs> her. <laughs> told her a lot of stuff. Right. Um, the late uh, Elder Joyce Bowler, who used mm-hmm. to serve at Victory Christian Center. She was a spiritual mom to me at that time and she had receipts on me too she passed away um but i told her a lot because I, I needed help you know mm-hmm. i wanted to be free from right. everything i was doing and god allowed me to vent and talk to people who could identify don't talk to people who can't identify with what you're going through that's what cool. you're embarrassed. they'll judge you right you need, to talk, you need to allow god to give you a peace mm-hmm. and to talk to because they won't judge you they will say look I, i've been there this is the, these are the steps that you take this is what you do like when you have sold so much into your flesh like i said it's a process yeah and a lot of times although you stop the act the ac mm-hmm. the act of doing things you still have to deal with the mental mm, that's real Thoughts keep coming back to your mind. Yeah. So I, I had to, you know, constantly plead the blood of Jesus over my mind. I had to come right. against my mind and spirits. A lot of times when you hear people say, I come against mind binding spirits, it's because there's literally demonic forces and spirits that are keeping your mind in bondage in that area. You understand right. what I mean? And so the the people, the men and women of God who are praying over your mind, they're destroying those mind binding spirits that's literally luring you baiting you to come and join forces with them again so you got to renounce it right you you pretty you pretty much have to literally there were times where i think my neighbors thought was crazy i would walk through my house (laughs) speaking in tongues pleading the blood of jesus opening windows telling spirits to leave my house leave my house because i was serious about my deliverance i would say walk there were times where i couldn't go to sleep I don't know if anyone's ever dealt with this. Again, I'm being transparent with you mm-hmm. because I want to help someone. 
there were times I couldn't go to sleep because I didn't want to close my eyes and see thoughts of men or people that I could have been with or were with. My God. A lot Mm -hmm. of times I played worship music. I would go to work, go to school tired because I didn't want to close my eyes because I didn't want to come into agreement with anything again. Yeah. Thank God. And so, you know, the Bible says when the sun sets free is free indeed. There's therefore no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Like I quote those scriptures. I still don't know scriptures, you know, for with God, nothing is impossible. He will perfect the things that concern of me. He will be done a good work, you Mm -hmm. know, and we shall perfect and perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Like I, I stood on these scriptures and I spoke things into existence as far as I called myself healed. I called myself free. I called myself a woman of God. I called myself a child of virtue. I had to speak life over myself yes. in those situations. And so being transparent, it's key. First with God, then with mentors or whomever it is. It could be a friend who mm-hmm. you know has dealt with some of the things that you've dealt with. A lot of stuff falls under perversion. And a lot of things is coupled yes. under perversion. And so if you know anyone who's dealt with perversion, then in any way, you know, some people say... If you talk to somebody and you know they're like, well, that's not my, tw- that wasn't my twist, blah 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 blah. Right. You know about what they've been through and what God has helped them through. If it was alcohol, if it was smoking weed, a lot of it too is a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And so you have to really sit and think, why do I need to drink? Why do I need to smoke weed? Why do I need to have sex? Why do I need to? do whatever I'm doing for that moment of fulfillment and satisfactory as a coping mechanism. What am I trying to cover up or forget? You got to yeah. deal with what it is you're trying to cover up and forget right. so that all the things that you're using as a coping mechanism will no longer be a bondage to you. To be free with that. And that's what you need to be transparent with God with. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people use coping mechanisms um, to cover up the root of what they need to be free from. Mm. So that's what helped me. I was naked and unashamed before God about my issues. Because he already knew my issues. He exactly. Them. And right. I needed him to know how serious I was about being free from them. And so that is good. That's what I did. And those were the scriptures that. That is good. Um, Sister Maxine, she said, thank you. Thank you for your transparency. And that is that is really good um, because what Love About You said is um, it's truly like being transparent because the enemy doesn't like to be exposed. Yeah. So anytime that we expose the enemy for who he truly is, that's where our freedom lies. Mm-hmm. Is when we say, I, when we choose to say, that we're no longer going to be bound by these strongholds, that we're no longer going to be bound by these generational curses, that we're no longer going to be bound by these things that you have proclaimed to be a part of me. But God says that I'm victorious. God says that I'm an overcomer. God says that I'm free and that the freedom is in him. So that is really powerful. So if you are desired to be free and you feel like you have not reached that point, start with exposing the enemy start with saying lord i thank you for seeing me for who i truly am and god i don't i have a desire to not be this person anymore these these things these spirits that have been attaching stuff to me that i desire to be free and allow god to reveal to you who you truly are the, the one that he 
truly created because those strongholds are not who you truly are. They may be weaknesses of yours, but that's not a part of who you are as a woman or a man of God. So thank you, sis, for truly sharing that. That That is powerful. You're welcome. Um, I can add just one yes, go ahead. that. Um, I've always wanted to be humble before God, and I would also apologize and repent for mm -hmm. some things I caused, some things I invited in. Mm -hmm. Like some things That's were good. introduced to me that like I didn't have no idea was popping off. But other right. things I chose to do or go and so I I told God I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry for allowing myself to do this or to invite this in to me. I'm sorry I did that. Yeah. And just be humble before God. Yes, be naked and unashamed, but also tell God I'm sorry. Yeah. And forgive yourself. My um pastor, Apostle Dr. Ellis, he posted something a few days ago, and I'm paraphrasing it, but it was along the lines of forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Once mm -hmm. you repent and you ask God to forgive you, you forgive yourself. Right. You, you, you move forward from that. Don't hold on to that because the enemy will try to beat you up and keep you stuck right there. Yes, he will. You're not stay stuck. Mm -hmm. You want to repent. The Bible says there's therefore no more condemnation. There is now, therefore, no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Stop condemning yourself if God yeah. is not condemning you. Repent, ask God to forgive you, know he has forgiven you. You forgive yourself and move forward and try again. I don't care if you fall after that. Get up, mm -hmm. do it again. You know how many times I fell? I cannot count how many times I fell. <laughs> I got up, I repented, I forgave mm -hmm. myself, and I tried again. And right. One day, one day, I was able to be an overcomer and walk in it and see it. And so I don't care how many times you fall, get up. Yeah. Again. My God. There it is, sis. I mean to make you laugh. She was like, I'm gonna be ready. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I don't need the tissue yeah. right now. I'm good, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that everybody that's been watching thus far, that you've been blessed and that you truly have been hearing these words of wisdom and just hearing Minister Janika's um heart just you know, just seeing her transformation and that, you know, even though that she is a minister that, you know, is some uh, past that she had and just the testimony that she has that is is a part of her journey to being who she is today. So it's such a beautiful thing. Um, so now we talked about, we talked about how you surrendered. We talked about what helps maintain, what helps you maintain your walk with Christ. Then we talk about serving. You mentioned little things about you serving on youth ministry, but you serve on various ministries. You've also been a deaconess and now you're a minister. And I'm going to get to the, the next part later on. But um, what advice do you have for those who struggle with having a balanced lifestyle while serving? Because sometimes when we want to go hard for Christ and we like, God, I want to surrender. Sometimes we, we don't know how to have a balanced lifestyle where say, Lord, I want to serve you, but it's still some natural things that needs to be done. It's still, you know, to maintain a balanced lifestyle. That's a good question. Um, so yes, I served on the youth ministry. I mean, serving on the youth ministry, Elder Dr. Proctor, I'll call him Doc because everyone calls him Doc. Yeah. 
he does a great job, I believe, with preparing youth for leadership. Yes, yes, he does. I mean, you're proof of that. I'm proof of Mm -hmm. that. I'm proof of that. And so I served hard for the youth. I served Mm -hmm. hard as a deaconess. I served hard in Rivers of Life School of Ministry. Yes. We serve it under. Mm -hmm. um, And the balance and all that, because I've served to a point where I've come home and I was tired. Like Mm -hmm. my days were throbbing tired. All I had to do was lay down and relax. And it's not that I'm complaining about that. I'm mm-hmm. saying that that kind of helped me not to go out and do stuff. Um, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> and mm-hmm. so uh, the balance in that, though, is if you don't go and travel, if you don't go and do some things you enjoy to do that are not sinful, you'll become bitter. Right. And you will be like the brother of the prodigal son. <laughs> like, yeah did all this you did all that but you're upset when the prodigal son returned the prodigal daughter returned mm-hmm. and the and god blesses them still because they returned. right like, oh but i was here doing this and doing that i'm glad you were still there <laughs> doing that yeah so can go to travel to the bahamas or the bahamas or jamaica or right you can go and do things and enjoy your time and not sin it's not a sin to, and now some people may disagree, but it's not a sin to listen to other music other than It's not right. a sin. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, as long as they are not cursing and as long as they are not, you know, talking about any degrading or like sexual things, mm. it's okay to listen to just good background music. It's really right. okay. Um, but now if there is some, there are some love songs, there are some artists that, as a single individual, you should not listen to. As a married person, sometimes I can't listen to because you can feel the lust in the right. song or the words. You can feel that the spirit behind it. Um, but listen, I went to conferences. Mm-hmm. I went. I traveled across the country. I went to school. Like I, I did so much, and in and with having that balance, I worked on my credit. I purchased property. You have to have a balance because you don't you don't want to be so heavily minded that you're no earthly good. Yeah, like all, I mean it's nothing wrong for you to talk about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But there was God even had people in the Bible who knew how to do other things other than just read the word and be a priest in the temple. Like right. He had carpenters in the Bible. He had exactly. individuals who knew how to you know work with jewelry. Like there, like there's so there's so many facets of life that God it has allowed. So go and enjoy your life in a balance. I'm yes. not saying go get wild and go to clubs. Okay. Yes. <laughs> they minister right. to me and said, it's okay for me to go listen okay. to all this music other than gospel. No, right. I gave perimeters and I gave boundaries. Yes. You just have to know what is your boundary? Mm-hmm. What, is, what are your limits? And it's okay to have that balance. And I feel like you had another part to that question. Um, no. Okay. I thought it was another part to that question. Okay. No, that's okay. okay. But that's yeah. that's good. That's good. That's good advice because I know for me, like it, it was either I was doing too much or I was I was not doing enough and just trying to find that that middle ground still learning to find that middle ground 
is, is a thing. Work good. Mm-hmm. You vacation. Okay. You serve hard. Take a vacation. Even God gave us the example. He worked six days and did what did he do on the seventh day? Rest it. So, exactly. Take a vacation. Okay. Yes. Relax. Put your feet in some sand or water. Yes. Go beyond Atlantic City. Now I'm not coming against Atlantic City at all. <laughs> I'm just saying that's, that's yes. where the pockets are. Right. That's where the pockets are, and that's okay because my pockets was there. Mm-hmm. When your pockets grow, yes. Go somewhere where you can see through the water and you can enjoy some fresh fruit on a beach and yes, other. You know, foods, some foods you can't even pronounce, but you find out what yes. you enjoy that. <laughs> yes. I love, listen, I think that Ulysses and I bound, like bonded. We were bound. Oh, God, I can't even say the word. We bonded. Okay. That's it. Yes. Over food. <laughs> it's horrible. Yes. Let me. We <laughs> but we had a special bond over food. Mm. And we, we love to travel. And that mm. was something that we did. Before we were even friends, like I right. traveled so much with my friends. I went to so many conferences, single, uh, single conferences, conferences on dating. Once I became a leader, leadership conferences. Right. I went to Florida, Disney. I went to Disney a couple of times as an adult. And then I said, okay, well, when I have a family, I'll go back. There was right. just so much internationally and throughout the U.S. Just enjoy life and have a balance. Right. We're supposed to right. live life abundantly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. You guys listen to that. Make sure those that listen, you might be a, a new babe in Christ and you may be like, oh, I want to do this and that. And you're just afraid to to actually uh, try different things because you feel like you're going to slip up. But it's really important that you have a balance because you don't it's, it's important to be uh, balanced in the natural and in the spirit. That's important. So. We talked about all those things. Now we're going to get into the book. The book. Our author, our wonderful Minister Shanika Pratt, is a published author of this wonderful book, Dating. Are you ready? And she has had so many testimonies of different people just um, talking about just like the key points and just tips. Um, and they're saying that it's short and sweet, but however, it's so impactful that, and that's the thing. And um, her husband, who is uh, really influential in stuff publishing, he talks about it. it doesn't matter how many pages the book is, it just matters what's inside the book that counts. So that's important. So, what inspired you to write your book, Dating? Are you ready? So, as someone who <clears throat> excuse me, live pretty much in the church. Right. I would say serving. And I did that. I I purposely did that. I purposely stayed busy uh, for God so that I wasn't busy doing other things that would take me back to my old lifestyles. Um, so what inspired me was, was wanting to be married and knowing that I would be married right. one day and seeing different, you know, relationships and marriages in the church on TV and then hearing horror horror stories, you know, about those marriages or about those relationships. And just really, once I started dating as a a Christian, sold out for God. Yes. And once I knew who I was in Christ, Mm -hmm. I had to learn who Janika was first. 
right i could even attempt to allow someone you know come into my space or you know be in my life in any way i really wanted other individuals to know that dating is not what it appeared to be and what was presented mm -hmm. in the past. a lot of times we are we were presented with fairy tales in the past and right. as, as women of god you know we were presented and painted a picture of you know you're looking for your prince the mm -hmm. uh, shining armor to come right. to you and to take care of you and do everything for you and all you have to do is continue to look pretty and continue to keep yourself up and continue to be domestic around the house and have all these children and sit pretty in church and let him just be the leader and there's so much more to that right dating and marriage and i wanted individuals to know that okay while you're single don't just focus on marriage Okay, right. easier said than done. Focus on guiding you first. Get that tight. Yeah. I guarantee you, and I can tell you, once you're in once you're dating, engaged, and single, I'm sorry, not single, dating, engaged, and married, you God is like the one who you're gonna talk to a lot about whomever it is you're yeah. living that season. And you need his you need to learn his voice. And you need his direction and guidance because you want to know if this person is the right person for you. They may be, you know, if you're a male listening, they may be a wife, but are they your wife? And if you're, mm. they may be a husband and a good husband, great husband material, but are they your husband? God mm. has a purpose and plan for all of us. Our destiny yeah. was, you know, set up, you know, before the foundation of the world. And, and so, who is it that God has for you? And yeah. I needed, I really needed to uh, to share that with as many people God will allow me to share it with. Right. And so that helped inspire me to write the book. And even dating and being dating my husband now and, and being engaged to him, just seeing things myself, the sacrifices that we both had to make, yeah. conversations and communication styles that we both had to endure and overcome, and uh, just things spiritually that, you know, I thought was dead in me, you know, rose up with like a strong fist, like, no, I'm <laughs> And yeah. so, like, I had to deal with that. Like, I really, and I really needed to draw that home. I needed people to know, hey, work with God and give your, 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 your um, shortcomings, your faults, your weaknesses, give that to God right now in your singleness, right. because it's going to, it could try to come, it will try to come back. It'll try mm -hmm. to like, peak. like, are you really over this? Like, we know of men, you know, having tempers and having fighting spirits, but women, right? women deal with fighting spirits. And that was something I, that's my testimony. It may not be mm -hmm. you watching, but that was my testimony. Right. And I need to surrender my temper and fight yeah. spirits to God or else I'll be going, going off, you know? Right, right. And that's not the will of God. And so we know of men, you know, popping off and snapping on women. But what about the women that pop off and snap on men? That's not God. Come on. And I had Let's to surrender that God. And so those things, so many things helped me and inspired me to write the book. Like dating, are you ready? Like, are you really ready to date to see if this is the individual who you want to go to the next step with? Not just marriage. Don't focus on marriage. Focus on that next step. Is this the individual? 
you are ready to go to that next step with. And so if it's dating, is this someone you could take to your pastor or your mentor or your parent and say, this is someone who I'm interested in you mm-hmm. know, and I wanted them to meet you because I care about you. And I, I believe, you know, this is someone who's good, but what do you see that maybe my, in my blind spots that I can't see? You is know, that humble enough to, you know, be willing to hear, no, this is not who you should be dating right now. There's so much that goes along with it. And that inspired me to write. So I that's, can go on and on, so I'm going to be quiet. So you can... No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no, good. It's, it's always good to know. Um, we have different authors on here and good to know uh, what inspired them to write the book. Um, and one of the things I love about your book is that you self-publish your book. And that is um, something that a lot of people can't do. However, a lot of people are really interested in doing, and um, your husband is definitely influential with that. (laughs) But I wanted to ask you, what was your process like for you to self-publish your first book? And what advice do you have for those who desire to take this path? So first I wanna give a shout out and say thank you to my husband, Elder Dr. Ulysses Pratt. Shout out to Ulysses Pratt. Hey bro. Hey, 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 sweetheart. Okay, so, uh, well, what inspired me to self-publish my book? Uh, My husband stayed on me. I mean, he stayed on me about finishing my books. I wanna Mm -hmm. encourage all of you, just finish the book. Just don't look at format, don't look at, don't try to, you know, self-correct your grammar because I was an English major in college and so, Anytime I write something, I write and correct the sentence at the same time. And so it can be forever to get through some things. And so um, what encouraged me was to to self-publish was one, the money, saving money. That was, I mean, to be honest. That was yes. <laughs> to save money and to also have ownership of my manuscript. Uh, when we don't, when we go through a publishing company, they have ownership of your manuscript. And right. let's say you want to use um, a printer, let's say 48 hours, you know, just to throw out one. Let's say you want to print your book, your manuscript there. And now because 48 hours is charging more per copy, you want to stop working with 48 hours. And now you want to shift on over to Amazon, even though Amazon charges you up in different ways too. But just for example, <laughs> let's say you want to go over to Amazon. You have to go through that publishing company for everything with your manuscript. And so I wanted to have full ownership and rights to my manuscript. And I wanted to be able to move and shift however I wanted to move and shift. And so saving money overall and having the ownership of my manuscript is what inspired me to self-publish. Anyone who is interested in self-publishing, you are welcome to reach out to me. And I will, my husband or myself will actually follow up with you and we can have, you know, a side conversation on what it is exactly you're looking for. Right. Um, one of my good friends, Christina Upshur, she helped me with editing. Uh, I had a, a team of people in their special, in their field of expertise help me uh, when it came to my makeup. Michelle Burrell did my makeup when it came to my book cover. PJ Owens, he did my book cover. So many great individuals who are key and they felt they really helped me with the book. And that was really it. And anyone who is looking to self-publish, finish the book. Don't look at how big it is. 
and really i want you to focus on your audience who is your audience and i think that will help you in finishing the book knowing who your audience is and who you're writing to don't try to correct it your writing as you're moving forward in finishing your book just finish it there are editors out there who will edit your book for you yeah um, and when it comes to the self-publishing it's cheaper and than you think i think the the main finances come in to how many copies you're going to get of your book that's where the large the at the bulk of your money goes to printing when you right um, other good. than that that's that's what inspired me those two things mainly that's good because i i'm telling y'all like i'm i'm be coming out with my book soon i mean congratulations I'm uh, <laughs> it's been a process yeah. Thank you. But thank you. Thank God for my basis and definitely my bro because I was just like, I and my fiance, he's influential yeah. as well. Um, so I'm just like, I didn't think it was, you know, as easy. They make it look easy. It's a process. However, it's easier than um, it seems. Um, and it saves you money. <laughs> and everybody likes to save a, a buck. Yes. So definitely, I believe that it's the it's a great route to go. Um, yes. And that if you, um, when you get to like the big names, such as, you know, big um, Bishop D.D. Jakes and his daughter, Sarah Jakes, and, yes. you know, you have the Devon Franklin, then you can go to the, the big publishing companies. But mm -hmm. when you start off, it's really important that you be wise about where your coins is going until you get to that point. <laughs> no one at the moment has given right. me a check, you know, prior right. to my book being published. Right. So those names that you called out, they're usually getting a check beforehand. Um, right. Before their books are published. No, I, I didn't get my coins until after. Yes. <laughs> the book in my hand. And so... Yes, um, that was I knew that um, this needed to be published and, and, and out. I knew the encouragement needed to go out and I knew in my spirit it was the season for it to be released. And so I asked God, you know, I, I didn't ask long, but I did ask God, you know, what yeah. direction should I go? And because I like to do a comparison, mm -hmm. you know, it's always good to compare. And and that was the direction I had to that's good. So then we know the process. Let's get into the the um the gritty, the the good parts of this book. Oh, so we talk about some tips, some tips, and those single people that are out there, those people that's dating, and maybe you're not sure if you're dating the right person. You may be engaged, and you're not sure. What are some like some tips that you have? And you just give me like two or three tips that you have from your book that can help singles or help those that are dating um, in doing it the right way. Because th this is what this book is about. It's not about, oh, okay, it's not the worldly way. We talk about the godly way, the kingdom way. So, well, <laughs> I'm laughing a little bit because they're. Although the book is not long, there's there's a good amount of content in there. So I'll try to think of just two or three. Okay. Um, trust the process. I'll say that. Trust That's the it. process. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times we want what's on the other side. We hear, we think the grass is greener on the other side. And right. it's just that those who are on that other side at the moment have gone through their process. It's, that was right. their process and they finished their process. Um, so you trust your process is what I'm going to encourage you with. And I would say 
know how to voice your feelings and thoughts at this time in terms of you're dating someone, know how to voice what it is that is a concern for you mm-hmm. and see their response on and or their reaction. Like if if you didn't like something, if someone gave you their word they were gonna do something and they right. didn't do it, don't just blow that over. Voice that <sighs> and look at their reaction. Look at their behavior. See if they apologize. I'm gonna tell you this. People who are really not quick to apologize or who do not apologize, like I say it in my book, don't don't tell me, oh, I apologize. Like I wanna hear this is just me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to hear I am sorry. I'm right. sorry I did that to you. I don't want to hear I apologize if you felt that way. No. Right. That's not an apology. Right. I want to hear that that there's some remorse. You have some remorse on your right. side for how you've treated me or what what I've just a concern I've just voiced to you. Right. So learn learn how to speak up pretty much for yourself and voice what it is that's a concern for you and watch how that person responds and don't ignore how they respond if it's a negative way like women and and men too but you know i can only speak for me because i'm a woman we when someone does something to us especially a man when they respond a certain way we have like this feeling in our spirit and Mm -hmm. we're in my stomach i get like this feeling and if it made me feel some type of way, I need to trust that feeling and mm-hmm. I need to voice and talk through that. That's going to be key if you move forward with that person in dating and even marriage. Because right. if you don't know or learn how to voice your concern now, it'll be a buildup if you move forward in that relationship with that person. Right. And that's almost cancer. That'll destroy you. And so mm-hmm. either one or two things will happen. You'll have a breakdown or you'll snap on that person and oh, them for something so small and minute and so right. learn how to voice your concern and watch how they respond if they respond in a way that you that is not acceptable to you especially yeah. if you're like like ghost them get rid of them that's it <laughs> yes <laughs> i love it like that's it be done with it but if they are humble and they're like like, wait a sec, I'm sorry that I did this to you. Like, that's a keeper for right now. You still got some yeah. other things to work through, but they're a keeper for right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> yes, sis. I'm just trying to be honest. If I also can say some things are learned behaviors. Some things are learned behaviors. And know what is a learned behavior versus what is just something like a character issue. Like learned behaviors are like so. For instance, my husband he probably gonna be like, well, "Why you say that?" So my husband is a gentleman. I'm gonna put that out. I'm gonna give you that first and foremost. He is a gentleman. Um, there were a lot of things that I thought, and a lot of times, especially in church, we think that because someone is an armor bearer or because they do this and that, that they know certain things, mm-hmm. and they don't always know certain. Things. Like because they may serve the man of God, they are automatically going to open my door for me every time I'm standing at that door, or they're automatically going to pull out my chair for me at the dinner yeah. table when I'm ready to sit down. Right. You know, they are automatically going to open my door when I go in the house and go in first and make sure ain't nobody in my house. 
that's a learned behavior. Right. Men don't always know that. Now they could be groomed in mm -hmm. that way, but don't shoot a person down if they don't do that right away. Some women don't really like all that all the time. Mm -hmm. I do like it, but some women don't really care for chivalry. I like it. I'm done. And so all I'm saying is if you do like it, right. And the person who you are dating or talking to or engaged to, hey, maybe even married to. Like, did do they know that that's what you like? Did you say mm -hmm. that? That's that see, that's the key of voicing your concern. Would and you have to know how to do that now. Yeah. You keep things bottled up. People are not mind reading. You right. know how to talk and express yourself in a, a, a way that is understanding and can be received. And so, because communication is key when it comes to marriage. See, these are things that we do now in dating that yeah. help prepare us in marriage. Right. And it just gets harder the further you go into the relationship. Now, in terms of character, like, is this bull just lying to you? And if you are a man watching this, is she lying to you? Is she being disrespectful to you? Is he being disrespectful to you and looking at other people while you are right there with them? Come like, on. I'm not saying, like, as a, all right. We know we're not blind. There's some nice looking men out there who we may be like, oh, they're cute. <laughs> yes. I mean, listen, hey. it is right. what it is. And if, you know, Ulysses was here or if Dante was here, Dante probably like, I ain't saying that right now. <laughs> <laughs> probably like, let me get married, sis. But <laughs> look, and so men mm -hmm. might, you know, a nice looking female and they probably be like, oh, they're pretty. You know, okay, that's one thing. But if you are out with this person and they are straight looking at somebody dead in their face and they walk with you and then they turn around and get another look, right? That's a character issue. Yes. And if they lying and you catch them in a lie or you just really sense that that is not the truth, character. So know the difference between a learned behavior versus a character issue. Right. Okay? And respect. All right, so I'll I'll leave you with this one last thing, and I'll let you. I was about to say, leave some. They gotta purchase the books. Sis. Don't give them too much. Oh, I'm gonna give them too much. I'm all right, all right. <laughs> you tell me. You think I should stop right now and let them purchase the book? You tell me. All right, one more, one more, one more, one more. I would have stopped. I yes. <laughs> and so, in one of my chapters, I have things I wish I would have known prior to marriage. Mm -hmm. And so let's see which one I will give you. Do, do, do. Okay. So mm -hmm. which one, which one, which one? I know our time is moving. All right. So everyone wants to talk about sex, right? Everyone wants sex, especially when you're not having sex. But yeah. I wish I would have known <laughs> that you wouldn't always be having sex. When you are married, it sounds simple, right? But mm -hmm. there are times, depending on the test that God has set up for you to go through and experience, that you may just completely cool off. You could be a hot pepper right now in your singleness on right. fire. But there could be a season in your marriage that you just have no desire to do that. And so it is in, definitely encouraged. Right. For you to surrender any form of promiscuity or anything of a sexual nature to God now. Because let's say you're married and your husband, if you're a female, your husband mm -hmm. has no desire to have sex. Let's say they take a medication and that medication just like 
Like they cannot, you know, come together. Yes. I know. I know. It's not here. This is just me and you two. Yeah. <laughs> and this is not my personal testimony. Yes. Because <laughs> I don't want you to be like, babe. But I'm just saying. Yes. Uh Let's say there, I'll put, now I'll put this on me. Let's say there was a medication for a moment that I did have to take Mm -hmm. and I had no desire to do anything. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know what to do in a situation like that, if you weren't already practicing what to do prior to marriage or how to handle that, then you wouldn't know what to do when you're married and you can't be with your spouse. Now there are other ways for you to be intimate and you do those things, but how would you not know if you don't communicate, if you don't learn the art of communication? How would you not know if you don't have a personal relationship with God? You don't have a personal prayer life with God, which is That's good, especially during singleness. How would you not know if you don't quote certain scriptures to help keep you and to help stand, help you stand on? You That's learn that good. in singleness so that it helps you in your engagement phase and in your marriage season. And so please purchase the book because I believe it will truly be a blessing to your life right now. Yes, you definitely. And I was stopping her because I'm telling you, like, she has testimonials of people just like posting randomly. It would be like in the middle of the week, and they'd be like, I was just reading this book. I was just putting one person out there, Teresa Miller, if she's watching. She's like, Sis, you read this book? She's like, Wait, you, she, she tells me I don't need it because I'm about to get married. I'm like, Listen, I'm still reading the book too because you still, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, sis, you still need to date your husband. So yeah. you still need to know certain tips. So it's not just for people who are single, those married, you still need right. to date your husband right. even when you get married. So definitely you purchase the book. Married. Purchase the book because. All right, I'm not going to talk no more about the book. I'll just throw this nugget out there for you. Even once you're married and well, even in dating and engagement phase, know your person, the person who you're with, know their love language. So know your own love language. So you can Mm -hmm. and then know their love language so you can sew into that. Because when you're married, it's so key, especially if your love language is acts of service. That's one of my love language. Like actions louder than words. Mm-hmm. Don't give me all this smoke. I want to see <laughs> yes. what you want to do. Okay? Right, right. And so um, I just think that's key. And when you're married, it's it's like it's worth gold. Mm-hmm. It is worth gold knowing your spouse's love language. That's good. And so if you like it, uh, to purchase this wonderful book, Shanika, you can tell them how much it is. I'm going to put the information below. Okay. And you tell them how it is and where they can get it from. So you can purchase my book uh, by going to, you can purchase it through Cash App. It's $15. And you can actually send it to dollar sign Shanika Pratt on Cash App. You can mm-hmm. also purchase it on PayPal at ShanikaPratt.paypal um, slash PayPal. I believe that's how it goes. If you go put my name in PayPal, you'll find me. Right. <laughs> um, if you shoot me an instant messenger on Facebook and say, you know, Minister Chanique, I want to purchase your book. You know, I don't have Cash App. I don't have PayPal. I don't have Venmo. I would say, meet up with me. I'll give me your address. I'll come meet you somewhere. And if you only have cash, I'll right. take the cash absolutely. And I will deliver the book to you. If you want me to mail the book to someone, so many people were a blessing and they were purchasing the books for other people. And right. they would say, you know, please mail your book to my cousin or mail your book to my sister or, and here's their address. 
Yeah. Might need to mail a copy of my book to someone who is dating, who's engaged, who is married, because married people, uh, there are a lot of married married women who read this book and said, listen, I'm learning how to be my husband's friend because I talk about that. It's so, it's a blessing to be your spouse's friend. Like so many <laughs> married individuals have been blessed by my book. And it's, it says dating, are you ready? But there is, it's, it's just great tips and tools and nuggets. So it helps you in all stages of singleness, engagement, and marriage. And so I will mail it. So just add five additional dollars on top of that 15. And yeah. so if you spend $20, I will mail it to wherever you want me to mail it. Amen. Please get that book. It will bless your life. And there are so many people that's already asking for when you want to write another book and saying, oh, it needs to be a series. So listen, look out for more books. I'm sure there are more books that um, my dear sister is going to be writing. So definitely look out for that. Um, I was going to ask something else, but we're going to go this route instead. So we talk about my sister's whole journey about how God has been um, how God transformed her life and how God just, you know, began to, she began to serve in the church. And then now she, she got married and then she has a beautiful daughter, Annalie, mm-hmm. Annalie Pratt. Um, and then now she is about to embark on this next journey, which I'm excited. I'm excited for her. She's about to be a first lady, a first lady. So I want you to just share um about they're about to be released in, in this next month coming up july and you're about to start your own church with your husband dr ulysses pratt about to be pastor ulysses pratt um tell, yes tell a little bit about the vision of the church the name the vision and just what god is this about barking on for this new journey in your life so uh, I will definitely share the name. The name of our ministry, it will be actually be the Lighthouse Church International. Yes, um, Lighthouse. Church International. Yes. So uh, we, our vision, I can share, is definitely to bring light to everyone who's in the house. Mm. And so that light is, of course, the word of God. We are going to bring um people back to God. I think people, you know, there's a cry for people looking for something. And so we definitely want to, you know, bring people back to the heart of the father and Mm -hmm. his will for their lives. And of course, our ministry will definitely involve deliverance. Um, My husband and I have experienced so much deliverance in our lives in so many ways. And because of the freedom that God's allowed us to walk in, we are like, arms stretched out wide like look god did this for us and he's ready to you and so healing and deliverance is definitely a part of our ministry and so that is a part of what the lighthouse is going to do i can't share too much because right i understand your husband pastor pratt definitely (laughs) yes um, you know want to share some more later on right i'm going to uh, stop right there yes I (laughs) i am excited I'm, I'm nervous and I'm excited. See, that's mm-hmm. part of my transparency. I'm not going to, you know, put on a, a a picture or paint a picture or put on like this, you know, like I'm on and I'm ready to go. Right, right. Right. I, now I am ready uh, mm-hmm. to go out and get the souls. I'm ready to, you know, set the captives free, you know, allow God through me to set the captives free. Um, yes. But I'm also nervous because this is something new. This is a new assignment. And, you know, I always want to do 
everything decently and in order for God. I want to do things right for him and I want him to be pleased and proud. And so that's where the little nervousness comes from. Right. I'm so excited. And I'm humbled by that. I truly am. That's awesome. So many people wishing you congratulations. My mom, Kat. Uh, I believe this is your sister, Shawana, right? My sister. Yes, she's on here. Yes, hi, Shawana. Congratulations. So many people saying congratulations to you guys. So happy. Martin is on here. And just awesome. So many people just excited. Um excited about your journey i could say me personally just growing up with the both of you with you and bro um yeah. and i i do i know i saw it say bro and sis but listen i have a relationship with them and i'm respectful i still say minister i still say doctor prayer and yeah. all of that but i'm just excited about your journey and just having a a front row seat just to see just everything just hearing just like how god has been hearing that oh, okay it's going to be a certain amount of years and then just like wow god has like sped that up <laughs> it's like no now <laughs> so just seeing like how serving on ministry you guys serving on the youth ministry serving yeah. on the singles ministry serving mm -hmm. on just all these different ministries lit just we yeah. just roll back just like our training days <laughs> like yes lit that I'm telling you, that first class was no okay. shame. 30, 40 people in that <laughs> one LIT class. And see, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Up leaders. We are like yes. of his ministry. Right. Leaders and training class has produced so many leaders. Right. And I think, like, I ended up being an assistant to, like, department head for the LITs that moment. Yes, you did. Listen. Which trains you for Rivers of Life school for the ministry. <laughs> That's it crazy, right? So many ways. And mm -hmm. if I could just say just one thing that was in my spirit, just to kind of help someone. So we were talking about me about to embark and step into being a first lady. I knew years ago that I was going to be a first lady. Mm -hmm. God placed that in my spirit before I was even dating that I would be a first lady. And although, and that's for anyone who has placed something in your spirit, like, and you're like, okay, what do I do with this information? Put it on the shelf and allow God to bring that into fruition. Don't that's go out good. there for a pastor as your husband. <laughs> yes. Don't, don't, don't go out there and do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> let God, let God uh, mold and shape and bring that to, to fruition. God truly gave me beauty for ashes and he truly made something beautiful out of my life and during that time when I knew years ago I mean like in my late 20s I knew I was going to be a first lady and I'm 41 now yeah that's a long time um before it's even happening because there was so much God had to do in me and yeah. I had a burden to pray for first ladies mm -hmm. but at that young age wow I saw so much happening I saw so much disrespect with first ladies. Mm -hmm. People preferred the pastor over the first lady. People respected and listened to the pastor <laughs> over the first lady because they wow. were Yeah. Um, then you got the obvious people going after the pastor. Um, yeah, so much. And I would pray for first ladies because I noticed their hearts were hardened. I noticed bitterness. And I knew in my heart, I didn't want to be like that. Right. And so God had to, God did a lot. And it's still, still doing things within yeah. me in this preparation. And so I said all that to say, if God has shared that with you, 
If that's something that God has revealed to you personally, pray. Pray for first ladies who are out there. Pray for yourself. Don't go chasing a husband who you know has a pastoral calling on their life because that doesn't mean that their pastoral calling is a part of your calling. Ulysses and my That's calling it. are knitted together mm -hmm. for a purpose that God has for our assignment. Right. And so you put that on the shelf and you pray. You pray about that. And so I just wanted to share that part because that was in my spirit. That is so good, sis. I'm so happy for you guys. Um, remember, look out for the Lighthouse Church yes. International. Yes. They're going to be having their, be sharing their launch date at a later yes. date. So look yes. out for that if you want to show your support. Um, yes. Sis, is there any um, other um, speaking engagements, business endeavors that you want to share before we close out? Uh, are there any speaking? Not, you know, I don't want to say like, thank God. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I'm sure everybody watching understands. <laughs> but I, I say not at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, right now, we're doing a lot of preparation uh, for the launch of the Lighthouse. Uh, right. We will share at a later date of the launch date. And as you mentioned earlier, we are being released on, uh, next month, and now July 25th to be exact. Uh, mm -hmm. So the last Sunday in July. Mm -hmm. uh, our pastor will lay hands on us and release us into ministry and it's surreal it's so surreal um yes. and so i would just say so that is what's happening that's what yes happening. that's yes. what we're preparing for right now and so thank you for just allowing space and time for you know me to even talk about that so if anyone support uh it will be at our church victory christian center 5220 the avenue or you can watch on facebook live because I'm sure they will be recording it on Facebook Live. And please, please, please stay tuned to information on the Lighthouse Church International's Facebook page. Yeah. When we release the information, please join our Facebook page. And please, when we release the date for the launch, please join us at the launch. Yes, please. It Trust me. If you know, you know about uh, Minister Shanika, but if you know anything about her husband... <laughs> You want to be in the house. Like, okay. I mean, they both are truly, truly anointed um, husband and wife and just truly a, a fine example of what kingdom marriage is and what um, just how God just truly put uh, two people together. And when you keep God in the middle, cannot yeah. be broken so that is so it's so wonderful to see so yeah. guys i pray that everybody was blessed make sure i'm keeping this on the bottoms uh for you guys go purchase that book <laughs> purchase that book dating are you ready is for the singles that engage the dating the marry for all the men and women it's not just particularly yeah. for women even though a lot of women you know purchased it but <laughs> it is for both sexes so please reach out and it's so impactful you trust me you will be blessed by it but before we go we do we never end our segment without offering offering um jesus christ as lord and savior so if you do not know Jesus Christ is your 
Lord, Lord and Savior, this is your moment. This is the time. You've been hearing a lot about Minister Shanika's story and just how God delivered her, how God has set her free. And you can look at her her life now as a wife, as a mother, as a minister, and just you know so many other things God has been doing that God can do the same for you. That if there's something lacking in your life, he will be the father to the fatherless, the mother to the motherless, whatever it is that you need. Trust me, it's in Jesus. So if you know that you've been hearing him calling your name in this very hour, I encourage you to say his prayer of salvation with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and I need you, Jesus, in my life. Jesus, I ask that you forgive me of everything that I have done wrong. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you died on the cross for my sins. You were buried and you rose on the third day so that I could have life eternally. So Jesus, I ask that you wash me, cleanse me, make me whole, renew my mind so that I can be a new creature. I thank you, Jesus, for sacrificing your life just for me. And for that, I surrender my life to you and I will serve you for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer of salvation, welcome back. Welcome to the body of Christ. Excuse me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are a new creature. You are a new creature. And as Minister Nika mentioned earlier, if there's anything that you committed before um, saying these words of salvation, prayer of salvation, make sure you forgive yourself. Forgive yourself because why? Now your slate is clean. God has forgiven you. Now it's time to forgive yourself and move forward. Move forward. It's going to be a process, but trust me, it's going to be well worth it. Well worth it. And one last call for those of you that once had a relationship with Jesus Christ, but at some point in your life, you allowed yourself to stray away from the things of God. And as you know, we both shared our story about how you know we were saved at some point, but down the line, we we allowed ourselves to step away from the things of God, but God allowed us and gave us another chance to get it right. And look at where we are now. We are living testimonies that God loves you that much that if you surrender and say, Lord, I messed up, just be real with God and say, Lord, I messed up. Put your pride to the side. It doesn't matter what you did. There's murderers that God has forgiven. Paul was a murderer. David was a murderer. And look, they were pillars in the word of God. So it doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter if you did it a few minutes ago. What matters is that you take this opportunity now and say, Lord, I'm sorry. And I want to come back. So say this prayer rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm so sorry for turning my back on you. I realized that when I stepped away from you, that it was the wrong decision and that I need you now more now than I ever did before. So Jesus, I'm saying to you that I hear your voice calling me and Jesus, I've made the decision to come home. Thank you, Jesus, for sacrificing your life to give me the freedom to repent and get it right with you. I thank you for giving me another chance. I surrender for real this time and I'm not turning back. I thank you. I love you. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer of rededication, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. God is so pleased with you. And heaven is rejoicing because you made the decision. You could have said, you know what? I'm going to live this life of sin until this, this life on earth is over. 
but you said, Lord, I hear you calling me and I'm coming home. That it takes a leap of faith to do that. And God loves you. And trust me, you need to also forgive yourself because the enemy would try to trip you up and make you think that whatever you did in your past, that you can't, your life can't be restored, that God won't use you. But again, we're living testimonies that God will restore your life. And the life with Jesus is better than not having him in your life at all. So congratulations. This is a new day for you. And guys, make sure that you follow. Follow I Am Imperfectly Perfect um, at I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated on Facebook. Also, we are available on Instagram. Um, I underscore am underscore imperfectly perfect. And we are available on all podcast platforms. So if you want to listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more, we are available to listen as well. And this podcast will be available tomorrow. So make sure you stay tuned for everything going on with Imperfectly Perfect. Make sure you buy that book. Make sure that you stay tuned for the Lighthouse Church International for the release and Until next time on A Perfectly Perfect Live, I hope to see you guys next week. Have a great night. Bye.